to celebrate uh, Mid-County Baptist Church. It's a day to celebrate the, uh, the folks who have laid the groundwork for Mid-County Baptist Church. Yes. Uh, 63 years uh, does not come without someone sacrificing, someone giving, someone going, Blood, sweat, and tears have been shed for Mid-County Baptist Church. But this is not the end. As the sign says above us, what do we need to do? Fight on. Because, yes, we have been given 63 years, and praise God for the 63 years, but we need to fight on. Because there's still people that need the gospel, and there's still people that need a church, and there's still people that need the lighthouse. This is our opportunity to take our church and refine our lighthouse. And make sure that it stands bright. And make sure that the light doesn't ring ever stop shining in our community. You that are here this morning, I want to say continue. I want to say fight on. I want to say to you, there's no reason in turning back. There's no reason in giving up. There's no reason in letting those things in our life to set us aside. This is our opportunity. Esther said it, and I've said it a hundred times, but I mean it uh, uh, for such a time as this. 2022, God knew who would be here. God knew who would be in this church today. God knew who would be involved and who won't be involved. God knows who who the complainers are going to be and who the gossips are going to be, and God knows all of that. God understands that. But whether it's for us or against us or behind us or in front of us, we must fight on. Because 63 years, God's preserved this place. There's a reason why God has this lighthouse for 63 years. There's a reason. Because he's not done. Because he's not done. And if there's a light on in the building, he's not done. Joshua chapter number 6. We're going to read in just a moment. Joshua chapter 6. So I'm going to read to you a story about... I'm not going to read you the whole story because then I'd have to read the whole chapter. But in Joshua chapter 6... I know the Sunday school teachers have been teaching through the book of Joshua, so I don't want to take too much from them. But in Joshua chapter number 6, um, he's, it, what happened is the children of Israel have crossed over Jordan, and they've come to basically to their first battlefield, and they face this place called Jericho. And around, and around Jericho is this big wall. Um, that, that faces the children of Israel because 
God has finally led them to the promised land and, and God has given them that land. And, and Joshua's the leader and he's leading them into that promised land. Uh, they get to experience something they've never experienced before. They get to live in the, in the land full of milk and honey. And God has prepared that for the children of Israel. But their first battle, if you will, is Jericho. And Joshua sent spies in to view out the land. And they, uh, they came back and they said, well, Jericho's ready to take. It's ready to go. And so what we're going to do is we're going to grab, we're going to grab a, just a couple verses. We're going to read and I'm going to tell you the story as we go. So we're not going to stand uh, just because we'll be jumping around from verse to verse and we'll make our way through the story. But here it is. They've crossed Jordan. They've stand before Jericho. He sent the spies in. Now let's read in verse number two. The Bible says, The Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. So in verse number two, the Bible says that God has given the children of Israel Jericho. Jericho is theirs to conquer. Can you imagine getting this as a general? Can you imagine our, our great generals of the past getting handed a note and says, Bud, you've won the battle. All you got to do is just go do what I told you to do. You know, in times past when men and women who have fought for our freedom, they went to places and foreign countries not knowing if they would win or lose. But here it is. They have the battle plans. God's given them the battle plans and all they have to do is execute what God says and God has already won the battle. So the, what, are the, what are the battle plans? It's the silliest thing you've ever read. Joshua has thousands of men ready to, to go with their swords and ready to go with their bows and arrows and they're ready to kill somebody. I mean, that's what they're ready to do. And God tells him, what I want you to do, Joshua, is I want you to go to this city and the next verses from verse number 2 all the way down to verse number 15, he gives them the instructions and the instructions all are go to the city and walk around the wall. Now, as we look at this, I'm thinking to, my, to myself, uh, what kind of instruction is that, God? I mean, we have a battle, we have an enemy, and you want me to walk around their wall. Yeah. And so what the Israelites did, uh, Joshua made sure that they did exactly what God wanted them to do. Yeah. And so the next morning he got up and he got, his, he got his troops together and he got his horns together. He got the Ark of the Covenant there. He got, all, he got all these things together. He got all these things together. And they walked around the city. On the first day once, on the second day once, third day, and they continued all the way through day seven. By the day seven, they were tired. They were wore out. God, what are you doing to us? But on day seven, I know we're supposed to blow the trumpets and we're supposed to shout real loud. I know that that's what you've got planned, but okay, let's go. And so the seventh day, they walk around one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. And God said, I want you to blow the trumpet and yell real loud and I'll win. That's all I want you to do. Can you imagine trying to give that to your colonel? All right, bud, here we go. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to keep that, that, that sword in your sheath, all right? And uh, don't pull it out. Keep that bow in your back. Don't pull out the arrow. All I want you to do is open that mouth of yours. Yeah. Open the mouth. Well, we do that enough, right? I, I mean, come on. You know what they were saying about Joshua behind his back. Now, that stupid general, man, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, I know that what they were saying. 
But old Joshua knew what God had told him to do. And so he went down there to that city, that walled city, and he said, okay, guys, here we go. On the count of three, one, two, three. And they let out the trumpets and they let out their voices as loud as they could. They did what God wanted them to do. Verse number 15. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose up, rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass as the seventh time when the priest blew with the trumpet and Joshua said unto the people, Shout for me. That's not what he said. He said, shout for the general. He said, no. He said, shout for the Lord hath given you this city. Shout. Verse 20. So the people shouted with the priest and blew with the trumpets. And it came to pass when they heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that, are you reading with me, verse 20? That the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. So explain this to me. How? God took a city and brought it to its knees with a shout. And and Joshua marched on the city of Jericho and destroyed them all. God won. You say, what do you mean? Why, Why are you talking about this? Look, fight on. See, what happened was, is that Joshua experienced, number one, he experienced victory. But he wasn't done. Do you know that just moments after the battle was over, after the wall came down, Joshua and his men went into the city and made sure that everything was destroyed and made sure that everything... He didn't stand back and gloat and say, man, this wall's down. If he would have waited, if he would have shouted and and had a victory party and partied all night and stayed out all night and, and... slept in their tents. You know what? The enemy would have arose. But, but uh, Joshua wasn't done. And he arose and he went into that city, him and his men, and destroyed the whole city and took it for the Lord. Because God had given them that promised land for the Israelites to have. And God wanted them to have it. But the only way they could get it was to take it from the people that stole it from them. And so they marched on the city and they had great victory. Many times in our Christian life, if we have victory, we gloat. Verse number 20 says that the wall fell flat. Verse number 21 says that they were utterly destroyed. God gave them victory. But if you look at Joshua's life, would you agree that he's experienced victory? Would you see that, that as the children of Israel, they came, out, they came out of the wilderness and God parted the Jordan? That's a victory. Walking across on dry ground. And then the spies being sent into Jericho and coming back alive. That's a victory. 
And then walking to Jericho and watching the walls fall down, Joshua has experienced a victory. So what do you do after victory? So what do you do after a victory? What do you do after you've seen God move? What do you do after you've seen God work on your behalf? Sit in the easy chair and wait and wait. Fight on. Why? Because the battle isn't over. He has not split that eastern sky, brother, brother Brad. We're still here. And so until the trumpet blows, whether we have victory or whether we don't have victory, we need to fight on because there's still a day coming when the sky will split and we'll take out of here and the rapture take place. Uh, hallelujah. I'll be out of here. Amen. But I want to take somebody with me. Amen. 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 We've got to fight on because there's still a battle raging. So Joshua comes through that city and he destroys the city. He gets on the other side, probably camps for the night, gets some sleep. And the next day, chapter 7 starts. Chapter 7, uh, there's some sin in the camp. What happened was, is the children of Israel went through. Uh, there was a young man named Achan. He went through and stole some things he shouldn't have stole. Right. Right. And, he, and he put it in his pockets. Yes. You ever stole something you shouldn't have? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I remember as a little kid, we went through the grocery store and there was a ticket that was there and I pulled it off and stuck it in my pocket and I walked out the door and I looked at my mom. We got in the car. She said, I said, look, look, I got a ticket. She said, where'd you get that at? I said, I got it from inside. She said, no, I didn't pay for that. You take that ticket back inside. You stole that ticket. So I had to go face the cashier and tell her I stole the ticket and give it back to her. Because I stole. Listen, Achan stole from God, and Achan stole something he shouldn't have. And and Israelite, look, Joshua didn't know what had taken place. Joshua didn't know that there was some stuff going on behind his back. Joshua had no idea that he thought everything was good. He thought everything was fine. And so he immediately went to the next battle. He didn't stop and ask for questions. He didn't stop and make sure the, the wind was blowing in the right way. He knew what God wanted him to do was he had a victory and it was time to march on. See, as Christians, when we have victory, we need to march on and we need to continue and we need to fight on. We need to not stop. The Bible says in Philippians chapter number 3, I'm going to read it to you. Philippians chapter number 3 and verse number 13 and verse number 14. The Bible says, he says, uh, Brethren, I count not to have myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark. See, Joshua did not stop until he had the, 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 the promised land for the children of Israel. Much like we must not stop. We must not sit down. We must not give up. We must not uh, get out. We must fight on until the trumpet blows. That's what we need to do. Whether we've had victory. He knew God wasn't done. I want to tell you. God is not done. It's not over. It's not over. God wasn't done. Just because we've seen victory doesn't mean we have a celebration. Not that there's wrong to celebrate victories because we need to. 
But we must press on. We must fight on. But here's where Joshua ran into a problem. Is Joshua experienced victory and he pressed on. And when he pressed on to Ai in chapter number 7, he sent some men down there and they told him, oh, it's not very big. Just send a few folks down there. And so Joshua, like I said, he had no idea what had taken place behind his back. He had no idea that there was, there was things going on. There was sin in the camp and there shouldn't have been. He had no idea that was taking place. And so the children of Israel, they marched on and they marched on to Ai. Well, they lost. People died. Men lost their lives. And Joshua, they lost the battle. Joshua didn't understand why they would lose the battle. He didn't understand why this was taking place. But yet Joshua, what does he do? He, he meets with God and he, he, he mourns and he's upset and he cries out to God. What happened? Why did we lose? Because you said the victory was ours. And God told him there's sin in the camp and you've got to deal with it. And so what does Joshua do? Joshua takes the man who sinned, the man who was wrong, the man who stuck something in his pocket when he shouldn't have. Chapter number 7 tells us about it. His name was Achan. And they took Achan and they took him, to this, they took him outside the city and his family and they stoned him with stones and killed him because he sinned against God. Now, let me ask you this. Now what do you do? Here you are. You've had probably one of the greatest victories of your life. The wall of Jericho come down. You've marched on that city. You've experienced great victory. And you march to Ai and you experience defeat. And you come back home and you have to take somebody's life because of sin. And so they got rid of the sin. And here we are, point number two, is Joshua had to deal with defeat. You realize that Joshua had to deal with sorrow. You say, what do you mean deal with sorrow? Someone died. That was his family. Though they were not, they may not have been distant cousins or in the same uh, uh, tribe of Israel, but they were family. They, they, they lived in the wilderness together. They marched on, on Jericho together. They marched through Jordan together. And, and Joshua and his family, they experienced sorrow. His family, they experienced what is going on. We've experienced defeat. They experienced sin. They experienced disappointment. They experienced failure. You ever been there? Failure, defeat, sin, sorrow, disappointment. You ever been there? What does Joshua do? He goes back to the Lord. God, what do I do? Hey, I've just been defeated. I've just lost men. 
I've lost family. We had to get rid of the sin. We've had disappointment. We've had sorrow. God, what do you want me to do? Chapter number 8. God says, I want to read it. Chapter number 8. And verse number 3 and 2. Watch what he does. And now verse number 1 gives us that from the Lord. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise and go up to Ai. Do you know what God wanted him to do? After he had been defeated, after he had had sorrow, after he had been uh, disappointed, after he had had failure, God told him, get up, bud. Dust the, dust the, the ground off your feet. Uh, dust the dust off your feet. and You fight on. Yeah. Even though you've been disappointed, even though you've been upset, uh, even though you've had failure, even though you've had upsets and, and sin and sorrow, get up and go to Ai now. So may I say to you this morning, if you have had sorrow, and if you've had sin, and if you've had disappointment, and if you've had failure, get up and fight on. Because yes, every one of us have had victory, but yes, every one of us have had failure. And disappointments, and sorrow, and sin. Yes, Fight on. Well, I don't understand why. Fight on. Yes. Look, in verse number one, God told him to not be dismayed. That word, dismayed, it means to be deprived of courage. Can you imagine how scary it must have been to Joshua? Brother Blackie, can you imagine... God says, the land is yours. And you've won a victory. And you go to your next one and you lose. How much courage is sucked out of your belly? And God says, be thou not dismayed. Don't you worry about AI. Don't you worry about the next battle you face because I go before you. Yes, yes. Every battle we face, we're not going to have. We may not always have victory. But if we face defeat and if we face disappointment, God is there to help us get back up and keep plugging along. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, as a Christian, there's, uh, not every day is a grand celebration. And as our church, our church folks know, not every day at Mid-County has always been a great celebration. There's been days of sorrow. Yeah. There's been de- days of defeat. There's been days of failure. There's been days of victory. Yeah. But do you know what we need to do? Fight on. Yes. Now I'm going to give you one thought with those two. Whether you've had defeat and whether you've had victory, we need to fight on. How can I, Trenton, fight on? In verse number three, Bible says, So Joshua arose. 
Verse number one in chapter one, chapter eight, God told him to go. Chapter eight and verse number three, so Joshua arose. You want to know how to fight on this morning? Through defeat, through failure, through disappointment, through victory, is please God. What does God want from me? If my concern is pleasing God, I'm not worried about what they're doing over there yes. Yes. and what's going on over there. Yes. I'm making sure that I'm pleasing Him. Because what happens is, is we get so consumed with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what happens to us and we're not worried about pleasing God because we allow the defeat, hey, drowned. And we allow the failure to drown us rather than that failure or we allow that victory to drown us. You ever been around that person? All they can talk about, that football player, all they can talk about is how good they were in high school. Man, you should have seen me. And their stats are always better than what they really were. You know why? Because they're stuck on that victory they had 20 years ago. Or 60 years ago, huh? (laughs) But we can't get so stuck on our victories that we don't press on. And we can't get so stuck on our failures and our defeats and our sins and our sorrows and our failures that we can't fight on. Yes. What happens is we drown in those things rather than trying to please who? Who do we need to please? God. So I ask you, I'm, I'm going to be done. I'm going to quit. Who are you pleasing this morning? Who are you pleasing with your life, with your tongue, with your eyes, with your ears, with your places you go and the things you say? Who are you pleasing today? Well, I failed. Well, I'm disappointed. I've had defeat. Keep fighting on. For what purpose? What does it even matter? Mm -hmm. To please God. Could have Joshua given up? He had reason to quit and go to the house. Man, he just lost family. He lost a battle. But he needed to please God more than any of those things amounted to. So, I ask you the question. Who are you pleasing? Christian, you need to make a decision for God today. You need to get things right with somebody or something. You need to get things right. Today's the day. You're lost this morning. You say, I'm not sure that heaven's my home. Then today is the day you get that settled. Yes. Don't wait till tomorrow. 
Let's pray. Lord, I love you. I thank you for this morning. I thank you for all that you've done.